big week, I think, for both of us in terms of movie watches. We're coming to the end of the year, so it's kind yeah. of like a, a mad dash to see as many movies. Even though like we don't really have to do that, but it's upon ourselves, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> um, so I saw two, I guess technically three films that I was really looking forward to. The first one I'm gonna talk about is Bradley Cooper's Maestro, which I checked out a couple nights ago. Yes. Highly anticipated for both of us and many people. It's Bradley Cooper's second film that he's ever directed. He is also starring as Leonard Bernstein. This is a biopic about uh, the icon and is kind of right in line with the other biopics that have come out this year. In mm. when I say that, I mean like it's very unique. Like they're all ve- like they stand alone, mm. and you can't really find like there's similarities between them. But I found this mm-hmm. to be so much more of a movie than like a, you know, let's go through this person's life. And sure. I can't wait for you to see this because I loved this movie. It's not I'm like dying, my yeah. favorite of the year, but it is really. And it's so funny because at the end, the first two credits that pop up are produced by Martin Scorsese and produced by Steven Spielberg. And you can feel yeah. their influence in this film um, with the athleticism of the filmmaking, with, you know, the 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 like the microscopic way that they just hone in on individual characters. Mm-hmm. And we also called this at the beginning. It was like, this movie's about Carrie Mulligan's character. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's about Felicia. And it's interesting the way they tell it through her, but it's about him. Whereas like Oppenheimer is about Oppenheimer told through Oppenheimer's eyes. Like that's what sure. it is. This feels way less like, or way more subjective. And, I just, this was a beautiful film. And once you see it, you're like, Bradley Cooper's going for something here, for sure, in his performance and his transformation. But Carrie Mulligan holds this story together. Because without it, you're Mm -hmm. like, this could get really unwieldy really quickly. Like, he is really going for it. And she's kind of like the the thing that nails him back to the ground Mm -hmm. in a really beautiful way. They have this really interesting give and take and... I just thought this was beautiful in every possible way. It's shot beautifully. The score and the sound design, it's like it's like tar. It's one of those like you gotta go and like hear it in mm. a theater type of films. It has which to be is, experienced, yeah. Yeah, which sucks because it's barely playing anywhere, but <laughs> Yeah, because um, it's a Netflix movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in terms of the biopics that came out this year, this is definitely in the top tier. Um and I just can't believe that Bradley Cooper has been like harboring this filmmaker inside him for his whole career and it's like he's yeah. just he blows me away every time he does something so maestro yeah definitely worth the watch awesome i can't wait for that one I, it's yeah one of those it comes out in the next couple days on netflix mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm going to have to wait to watch it with my family over christmas but i don't know if i'm going to be able to <laughs> yeah so we'll see um yeah. I will steer us in a similar direction, um, and then it'll be a weird trajectory afterwards. But um, the one that I've been anticipating watching for the longest time, I finally did. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon in the back scene. Yes. Um, (laughs) This movie is a masterpiece. Yeah. There is so much to it, and I will say... It's one of those that is increasing in value the further I get from it. Yeah. Uh, It's appreciating as opposed to depreciating. um, Because this movie is damn long. (laughs) 
Yeah. This movie is the longest movie I've I've watched this year. T- knocked out um, Avatar Way of Water, which is something. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I think you said uh, when you first reviewed it that it was like, here we go a little bit. And then now you're just going to sit in this feeling for three hours. And that is that is what you're doing. Um, yeah. And I had a little <laughs> bit of a hard time with the length, to be honest. Like I. I got to points where I yeah. was like, oh, I'll pause. I got to be like an hour and a half into this movie. Yeah. And I pause and I'm 45 minutes into this movie and I'm like, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. But I credit that to like Martin Scorsese's strength as a filmmaker and strength of storytelling style. Because that's really what this movie's about is telling the whole story. Yeah. You know, there were so many things in the last third of the movie that are completely reactions off of things earlier in the movie that in a lot of other films would be like just kind of explained with a throwaway line or like you could infer or things like that. And Marty's going, no, we're going to start all the way back here so that, you know, every little thing that kind of unfolds. Um, And I mean, that's something that's common, I think, in Scorsese movies, but absolutely top tier in this film yeah yeah um yeah i mean it's it's crazy i will say uh robert de niro is some of the best i think i've ever seen him right um how are we saying that about him now (laughs) yeah it's it's such a wild like i'm saying that comparing it to robert de niro's career um with scorsese yeah there's something magical there um and I mean, Lily Gladstone deserves every kind of award, you know, um, and I really still don't know, having seen it now, whether she belongs in the lead actress or the supporting actress. Role yeah, because she is 100 percent a lead in that movie, mm-hmm. but she's also not in a lot of that movie. Yes. Yes. So it's tough. But um, I mean, just across the board, it's like. It's that old, you know, like once you hit max level, you stop leveling. Like this is just <laughs> another masterpiece from Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Um, and him just doing what he does better than anybody else. So, yeah. What uh, what'd you make of Leo? Because that he he's the one that nobody's really saying anything about. Um. I think Leo's performance there is really good. And I think there's depths to it that are being underestimated. Yeah. Because I kind of found him a little, a little annoying and I kind of found his persona like a little off putting or just like it, it didn't feel like it was at the same caliber as like De Niro. Right. Or Gladstone. But I'm not convinced that that's not intentional, that he feels not as sharp and not as, you know, on par with those around him. Um, right. Because, I mean, his character is kind of of that. And it like yeah. and I would give him crazy credit if that's, you know, what it is. I don't know. He seems yeah. like the kind of actor that can pull off that kind of depth of character development. But yeah, I would say of the main three there, he was like the, the weakest for me. But again. Could be. Yeah. Could yeah. be intentional. Right. Yeah. You'd think that like probably with 
someone like Leo and someone like Scorsese, it's got to be intentional. But I completely agree with what you said. I mean, it was his his performance yeah. was the one that was like, hmm, I know what he's capable of, you know. And so, yeah, seeing this, it's like, hmm, okay, it didn't blow me away, but it's a you know, it's a great performance nonetheless. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's also one of those I'm like, if it wasn't next to I know Robert De Niro's performance, <laughs> would we be like singing a way higher praise of it? Right. Just, you know, pales by comparison. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Man, glad you watched. I knew you were going to. Obviously, we we're going to watch it. I had to. Not. Yeah. For, for this week's episode. But um, um, I woke up early. This is my this is my 630 a.m. uh movie this saturday and it uh wow i didn't finish till like 11 yep there you go <laughs> there you go yeah and you feel every minute of that thing um yes yeah yes yes on purpose but yeah um damn well yep killers of the flower moon what can be said what can be said at this point yeah um i mean it's one of the top movies of the year right? like oh yes absolutely um I happened across a film that not a lot of people have seen at this point, but it was on the PBS channel, which I just had a free trial through Prime, so I decided to check out 20 Days in Mariupol, which is no doubt hmm. going to be up for Best Documentary this year at the Oscars. Um, I learned about it just through listening to podcasts and people putting it on, on some lists here and there. This is a documentary about the beginning of the Russian invasion in Ukraine that happened last year, and yeah, documents the fall of the city of Mariupol through the eyes of a few war journalists that are stuck in the city. And mm -hmm. I even like struggle calling it a war documentary because it's an invasion. Like it's not war. Like it's a war yeah. now, but like this was a this was an invasion and it is one of the most unbelievable and horrifying things. And I've seen a lot of I mean, documentary, it can be rough, but this is like, they yeah. did not shy away from anything. It was just bodies after bodies, like, like you've never Woof. seen before, um, because they're taking refuge in this hospital. So people are just getting, you know, rushed into this place and you see from the ground what is going on. And I just, I don't know, it's kind of, it kind of left me speechless after I watched it. I was kind of like, yeah. I don't know, like, rating this highly seems wrong because of what you're seeing, <laughs> but it is it's wrong. Yeah. such an unbelievable document, um, and it's so crazy because we're so far out from that now, even though it doesn't feel like it, that people aren't talking about this anymore, and it's like, this is so, it's just insane to me. It's insane. Um, it's one of the scariest yeah. documentaries I've ever seen. It is really important and it exactly highlights why documentary is important because these guys mm -hmm. put their lives on the line to do this. And there's a couple lines in the film where they're basically like, you know, they're documenting people at their lowest and these people are like, stop filming me. And the guy's like, I, I want to, but I can't because nobody's going to believe this if I don't get it on footage wow. and I have to do this. And it's just it's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, I think people should watch it. It is tough. Trigger warning. Death everywhere. It's not fun. Mm. It's not going to make you feel good. It's going to make you go. People do horrible things to each other for power. Um, but again, it's important and no doubt will be up for best documentary, maybe even best foreign film because it technically is Ukrainian. Um, yeah. But yeah, 20 Days in Mariupol, it's on the PBS channel. You can subscribe through Prime. You probably have a free trial. Um, it's worth it. It's wow. worth the watch, but tr tough, really tough. Wow. 
Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will shift gears and, and bring us up a little bit. I watched uh, Paddington. I saw this. Yes. Yes. Um, I had never seen this movie. I still have yet to see wow. Paddington 2, which it kind of just exists in pop culture for some reason. I'm sure I'll discover shortly. Absolutely. Um, and I had heard this movie was amazing. And I was, you know, I went in with expectations and they're all met. Like, yeah, <laughs> this movie is absolutely adorable. It's like feel good. It's like got character. It's got all this stuff, but it's also like really well made. It's very it tight. Is. Like the script does not wander at all. There's no parts where you roll off into something that's not story related just to come back. It's like, right. Just kind of this really succinct, well-made, really endearing animated not even it i don't i guess semi-animated yeah kind of yeah half and Um, half and i'm super excited to see paddington 2 i kind of just put this on because it was like saturday afternoon i was like i don't know i don't know what i'll do on a lazy december saturday afternoon and paddington behold hulu brought me to paddington um so i mean it's really weird to put back to back with um your documentary there but (laughs) I don't know. It's worth the watch. It's one of my top movies I've watched this year, which I feel like just kind of out of default, you know, just to be expected in the same way that um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is like one of my top ones this year. And it's like, yeah, because duh. Um, Yeah. But yeah, just good, good all around feel good movie. Yeah, that's Paul King, right? Is that, is that who directed it? The guy who yeah, just did Yeah, that's Wonka? what brought it to yeah. me because I was like, why do I know his name? And it was like, oh, right, that's why it's been on my mind because he's uh, he's just on Wonka. Yeah, which, you know, he, he did Paddington, so I really shouldn't have had so much trepidation about Wonka because, like, the guy's a good filmmaker, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. In a really actually weirdly similar vein, um... I checked another 2023 highly anticipated off my list. Uh, I saw Poor Things the other night. Um, the Yorgos Lanthimos film with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. And it's weird because I don't think this was really on our radar much at all up until the last four months or yeah. so when people started talking about it. But, I mean, this is like Yorgos, at, like peak Yorgos because he's a weirdo Mm -hmm. we know that his movies are very very eclectic and strange but this like it takes it to a whole nother level with the set design and it's it's about this young woman um who's found dead and is reanimated by Willem Dafoe um and he does this by transplanting the brain of her unborn child into her and so it's this Ah. yeah you know just classic stuff there um so it's like this like Alice in Wonderland kind of Frankenstein film as told by Yorgos Lanthimos. And it's just, he's a weird visionary. I mean, he really mm-hmm. made this film so specifically and knew that people were going to have trouble with it. And I just, this is one of my favorite movies I've seen in a very long time. It is yeah. so beautifully rendered. It is so off-putting but in the most charming and sincere way because you're following this character along who is is like basically a child and she's learning quickly as she is and like a child in a woman's body and it's just like a tale of innocence and innocence lost in learning and self-discovery and also like read self-discovery because it's a new person and humanity and i just 
Like it's 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 the perfect kind of film to see at the Coolidge because everyone knew the assignment. They'd yeah. seen Yorgos films, and so everyone was laughing. I will say, if you're going to see this with any group of people, there is a lot of sex, like a lot, a lot of sex in this movie. <laughs> don't <laughs> like, go with your family. Like forty percent sex. Um, don't but, go with your family over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, don't go with your family over Christmas. They also might not appreciate this film, but um, I loved Poor Things. I can't wait for more people to see it. It's so weird it's so off but it's also so perfect in this time period and ruffalo and defoe are amazing but this emma stone performance is like i've never seen her do this and this is like Mm -hmm. next tier like you're always like finding actors who you've been you know you've had a relationship for a while and then when they reach that next tier you're like oh wait a minute you're You're still growing like wow and she did this in this film and i'm like holy shit you know Masterclass awesome. stuff. So poor things. Yeah. Watch it if you can. If not, it'll be on streaming soon.